0: Welcome to Philip Malika's Consciousness Evolution. I'm Philip Malika. You can find us on Substack at Philip Malika's Consciousness Evolution. There you can subscribe, for which you will receive all of our uh, columns, articles, podcasts, videos in your mailbox. Like, subscribe, share. We appreciate you being here. Today's column is entitled, Being of Many Minds, Layers of Perspective. We are, each of us, quite complex and nuanced beings. We have the ability to see all around subjects and issues, and to see and express many different viewpoints regarding those subjects, depending upon the layer or level from which we are viewing the subject. That is the difference between being a two-dimensional cardboard cutout NPC and being an aware, wise, and thoughtful member of the human race. Monkey mind only considers information from outside authorities and when that information is coercive or conflictual, we tend to pick aside and shut down our discerning gifts. Practicing nuanced perspectives gives us breath, and allows for compassionate and empathetic viewpoints that go beyond the black and white of right and wrong, as we discussed in our last column. The design of our existence supports this type of consideration. We are of many minds. We have our own within this lifetime perspective, given our development and experiences in our current focus. We also have at our disposal the development and experiences of all of our other focuses through our essence, past, concurrent, present, and future focuses which can and do inform us in the here and now of our lives we may not recognize the influence of our other focuses as such. In our current state of awareness, we simply accept the information that comes through our minds without much consideration for its actual source. We think that things we know are just that, with things we know. Rare is the individual who will actually vet the information flowing to him. We generally just assume that it all comes from our memories, or experiences, and often chalk up our proclivities in opinion and thought to something that sounds like, well, that's just who I am. However, we have volumes of information flowing to us constantly in exchange with our essence and our other focuses, as well as other essences besides our own that are taking a particular interest in our development. We really don't understand what our minds are. We don't understand the subjective portion of ourselves that we call our identity, us. Many of us think we exist within our brains, the physical organ that seems to house our thoughts and identities. These same individuals must assume that once you take away our brains, through death, for instance, then we cease to ex- ex- that we cease to exist. Jane Roberts Seth reminds us quote, you are subjectively alive before your birth you will be subjectively alive after your death your subjective life is now interpreted through the specialized state of consciousness that you call the waking one in which you recognize as real only experience that falls within certain space and time coordinates your greater reality exists outside those coordinates, and so does the reality of the universe. End quote. So, yes, we are more than our brains, more than these expressions that seem so singular and separate, and in that we have the ability to know things that we can't possibly know, if only given our history and current state within this lifetime. What this breadth of knowledge allows us to do, if we so choose, is to develop complex and nuanced perspectives around any subject. It all depends on what level or layer we wish to consider something from. What page do we open the book to? Now, a great deal of propaganda or influence is peddled by manipulating the layers and the pages of the book. Smart and coercive players will encase the conversation or issue to very limited parameters we have referenced the Overton window as a tool or ploy to influence or sideline discussions. In limiting the scope of the conversation or issue, one can control the possible variations within the theme. Examples of this are news broadcasts, interviews where the host wishes to discredit the interviewee, political debates, and court proceedings. Anytime you hear someone exclaim with great force to answer the question yes or no, you can be certain that you are witnessing this limiting effect on the proceedings at hand. A savvy information consumer can easily spot when this pet tactic is being deployed. Very few things in this world are black and white, but nuanced conversations are much more difficult to control and influence, so we see these tactics used on a very wide scale. Take, for example, the UK- Ukraine crane proxy war, or the Israeli genocide. Now note that I have already put forth parameters on each of those subjects that are, if I am successful, beyond the scope of the debate. Therefore, everything that follows is already encompassed within the supposedly irrefutable parameters of the Ukraine war being a proxy war, or the Israeli-Palestinian conflict as a genocide. Now, never mind that I happen to believe that each of those prepositions is true. I am using them as an example of how I might use the tactics I spoke of earlier to steer a conversation to my advantage or to my viewpoint. Obviously, not everyone agrees that Ukraine is a proxy war or that Israel is committing genocide, but this is how propaganda is generated to sway people's viewpoints. In this case, the U.S. government contends that Putin is evil and invaded Ukraine unprovoked. Also, that Hamas attacked Israel unprovoked, and Israel has the right to defend themselves. In both cases, there are greatly nuanced conversations regarding both these subjects, but by limiting those discussions at the onset, the U.S. can conduct its foreign policy unhindered. They have opened the book where Russia invaded Ukraine and where Hamas attacked Israel from Gaza. In their parlance, nothing happened prior to these events, that would account for them. When the Smith-Munt Modernization Act was signed into law by Barack Obama in 2013, in very simple terms, it allowed the U.S. government to use propaganda domestically that previously was only allowed in foreign countries. Today, we can see the effects of this fully with almost every story disseminated from our mainstream media sources. Avoiding this type of coercion is nearly impossible if one is a US citizen pays even the slightest attention to domestic news sources. Nearly every news source has been corrupted, and it takes a considerable attention and discernment to separate propaganda from truth. So what is one to do to maintain perspective and centeredness among an onslaught of propaganda? The first thing to do is to realize that we are more than the sum of our earthly experiences within this lifetime, and in that information flows to us constantly from a variety of sources that are not limited to our time space position. The second thing we can do is ask questions of ourselves. We have access to all information everywhere, forever, and even into the future, depending on our makeup. This can be accomplished in a number of ways. Some people can hear answers audibly. Some people recognize information in visions. Some people bring themselves answers in dreams. Some people can utilize a crystal pendulum for simple yes and no answers. A Ouija board can be utilized. Meditation can produce these answers. That has worked well for me in the past. The point is that we are not just dumb animals who have to rely on others for answers. Besides our own incredibly invaluable tools of reason and logic, we also have a cacophony of unofficial sources available to us for the asking. In the past, such sources may well have been considered dark arts or demon familiars. These ideas have been advanced by religions and governments alike to control their subjects and populations a free thinker is dangerous to the authorities and a person who believes in outside authorities is an easy person to manipulate. Once we allow for ourselves to acquire information in the way that we were designed to, through sources that we can access ourselves without outside authorities, we can begin to move in the direction of these more nuanced perspectives. Then the trick is to become practiced at viewing a subject from many different levels or layers. Let us use the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, genocide, as an example, and we will review a number of layers from which to consider this subject. The ground perspective, which is also the most likely to be manipulated with propaganda, is the one that starts with the Hamas attack and invasion and attack on October 7th. Also there is the perspective that Israel is committing genocide by indiscriminately murdering Palestinians. Of course the conflict did not begin then and there. There are 70 years of conflict history just in that region alone. Then there is history before that which led to the last 70 years of how the Jewish people ended up in that area of the world. Then there is a biblical perspective which is used to defend the Jewish right to control the region. At another layer there is also a perspective that the imagery of the conflict regards the devaluation of people based on race or ethnicity, this being a longer-term notion that humanity needs to work out in order to move forward relative to the shift and the progression of humanity into greater self-awareness. Everything in the world is imagery of subjective actions Therefore, we can look at the conflict in those terms. Then there is the perspective that the people involved in the conflict are playing out victim-perpetrator themes. In this perspective, we can understand that each of the participating individuals is a focus of attention of essence, gathering information toward their own development. So, within just this one issue, we can see that there are a multitude of levels or layers from which to consider it, and depending upon where we view it from, it affects the conversation considerably. When we hold multipolar perspectives around an issue, it grants us an immunity of sorts from being manipulated by propaganda because we are practicing nuance and awareness that is more appropriate to intelligent and thoughtful human beings. In review there are the so-called facts or truth of an issue. Those are both easily manipulated and co-opted. There is a perspective of humans inhabiting this earth and working together for the common good or not. Then there is the imagery of the issue which is what the issue issue boils down to as an expression of consciousness. What consciousness is expressing in physical form. No one viewpoint or perspective is complete or final. All must be considered together if we are to continue to widen our self-awareness and expand our consciousness. Using all of our tools of information gathering and evaluation assists us in becoming more complete human beings and will be invaluable as we continue to move toward expressing essence in physical form. We are not a one-trick pony. We have gifts of logic, reason, intuition, imagination, and inspiration. All of these tools are essential in our development as a shifted species. The more we practice them, the better we will be at using them and the quicker we will move towards greater understanding and compassion for our fellow humans. We're all in this together. One of these days we may even begin to act like it. Remember that if the Enterprise were to come upon the Earth as a new planet, they would be restricted from interfering with our development, and they would certainly avoid interacting with us as we can't even get along with each other. Perhaps as we continue to confront age-old issues amongst ourselves, we can begin to work some of these things out, and then maybe we'll be ready for real interactions with beings from other planets or dimensions. Until then, looks like it's up to us to giddy up, and using our tools will help us immensely. One of the greatest ways we can get started with that is to begin recognizing that we are not two-dimensional beings. We are nuanced nuanced, and complex, and we can use those properties to our advantage. A new world is coming, and all of the shakeup and discord within our world is leading us to address issues which we must as we become a shifted society. I do not hate humanity for its problems. I see us busting down the barriers and addressing them. Better this than the slow drip of status quo, and all leading to a world in which we celebrate each other and our differences and move towards humanity taking its place as the shining example of essence in a physical world. That time is upon us, so look kindly as we work out the bugs and begin Humanity 2.0. You've been listening to Philip Mollica's Consciousness Evolution. Find us on Substack. Subscribe to receive all of our output and emails. And like, share, subscribe, comment. We would love to hear from you. Thanks for being here. See you next time.